365 days, 8,760 hours, 525,600 seconds. There's a lot one can accomplish in just one year. But throughout history, curveballs have crippled plans. New Year's resolutions don't make it past February, and come December, when you look back at everything, what have you actually achieved? Well, 2020 was a year that no one could have predicted. Plagued by the coronavirus and government lockdowns, it was extremely difficult to stay on course. But at Waterfall, thanks to world-class business leadership, unwavering passion, and careful planning, incredible things were still accomplished. In season two of this podcast series alone, which kicked off in February 2020, we've covered the success of Munyaka, the waterfall heliport, luxury living at Ellipse, the state-of-the-art filling stations and waterfall, business leases, sustainable living, renting your dream house, and so much more. So to help look back on the past year and reveal some plans for 2021, I sat down with Vili Foss, CEO of Waterfall Management Company, and Malt Hammond, CEO of Attack, in this season finale of the Waterfall Podcast. Well, Vili, let's start the conversation with you. Firstly, I always say this when I get to pick your brain and chat to you. It's always great to catch up because there's a lot in your plate, but you and your team do it so well and so effectively. Just to find out where your head's at, how did COVID nineteen and the lockdown change initial twenty twenty plans? Well, it sounds like a, an easy answer, but it's actually not. I think. The whole world was taken by surprise, and we all had to adapt very quickly. I think, as a company, we were fortunate in the sense that our technology worked very much in our favour, and we were able to, from the day the president announced the lockdown, to work from home. All our staff were able to do it, and many of them are still able to do that from home, although we are much more at the office、uh, than what we used to be. And as a city management, you know, when you have thousands of people, units, houses together, that doesn't stop. They may not be as busy as and do the same things as what they used to do, but it's still an operational environment. So we were fortunate that we haven't had serious incidents, and we also had very little or a very low level of infection at Waterfall, at least at our residential developments. And I know that our hospital, the Waterford Hospital, also coped quite well with the、uh, cases that were referred to the hospital. From a commercial and retail point of view, we definitely, like all other people, felt the effect of it.、Uh, many of our tenants were struggling and are still struggling. Although I know that it's at the moment it's going significantly better.、Um, I think Melt will allude to that a little bit later on. But those first few months were very tough, but we managed to survive it. One thing that's actually came out very good was our indigenous landscaping plan assisted us tremendously because usually for normal grass, you know, let's say kukuyu grass and so on, and you have to maintain that a lot more. And for us,、uh, it was almost as if nothing happened. Our gardens still looks quite good. 
We saved a lot of water in the process anyway. So there were a number of things that I think worked in our favor to manage the situation. But it's something that I don't want to have again. If we have to cope with a, another wave or, or so, I think we will be ready for it. But it's not something that any one of us wants to have in our environment. Look, it was not easy, but... In hindsight, again, I have to say congratulations to you and your team for picking up the ball and making great magic with it. But I think this year is a testament of just how much your business was in order, especially when problems like this hit. So regardless of what this year brought, what I see remain constant is just how much you and your team stay true to Waterfall eight core values, namely those are locality, safety, amenities, sustainability, vitality, infrastructure, technology, and waterfall care. So how were you able to accomplish that? I just want to say from the outset, everything we do here uh, is part of a team effort. We cannot do anything unless we have our partners like ATTAC who are responsible for all the commercial and retail developments as well as Baldwin with the residential and um, now to a lesser extent Century and a few other of our um, partners here. We can't do it without them and we cannot function if it's not as a team effort. What are some of the initiatives or programs that you are proud of this year? The Waterfall Cares program, both ATTAC and Baldwin has specific programs where they do upliftment. We, from a waterfall point of view, also have our own charity programs, but in many cases we've worked together this year, especially during the COVID period, to help people to get food. And then we take it further than that. We also train artisans and so on to work here on our site and various sites, actually. And uh, it's mostly aimed at education because we believe that that is a long-term sustainable project that we are involved in. Over and above that, um, there are other things that are tying in with this. We've got a new waterfall website, which has been introduced during this COVID period and uh, was already proven to be a very huge success. We've got over 31,400 users to date, and that's only in, I think, three months since we've introduced it. We've got a major smart city program that doesn't only include technology, but it also involves sustainability initiatives that we have. Vili, when it comes to new construction, with the lockdown and restriction in place, how much impact did that have on your plans? We were fortunate that although some of our construction were delayed and in some cases stopped for a while, we were still able to complete Butterfields Crossing Shopping Centre here on Waterfall by the end of November, and the feet, I believe, if you think of, you know, uh, the whole industry coming to a standstill, steel being a problem, because it had to be imported from China and all sorts of things, so we're quite proud of our teams, and I know um, that the DAC has also managed to come through this with some of their construction, which Malt will elaborate on later on. Fantastic. So when we look at some of the work that you've done with Century Residential Developments, they're still building villas, right? How much can you let us know about that progress? Well, they will be completed by the end of 
uh, the first uh, half of next year, then all of the all the century buildings will be completed by then. Uh, Mark told me the other day that they plan to have at least all the roofs up of all those um, the last few houses that they are currently building, and it's a very aesthetically pleasing development, and uh, you know we feel that it adds a lot of value to the environment. And Vili, what about the Baldwin property developments? As far as the Baldwin developments in the residential area is concerned, there's a significant amount of development that is undertaken by Baldwin currently. You know, the Munyaka development is, they've sold close to 700 units already despite the uh, COVID period and already the first 150 units have been completed and moved in. There's about 320 units under construction in total. At Waterfall, we've got about 900, I think it's 911 when I last checked, residential units that are under construction. So it is quite a busy environment for us at this point in time. Oh, definitely. Busy and a lot of work. And even though, you know, COVID got in the way with certain things, you've still been able to catch all of those things up and do a very stellar job. So, Vili, as it stands, what is exciting you about 2021? What are some of the plans that you have up your sleeve? Well, assuming that uh, we've got a vaccine for the virus, we, it could be our best year ever. There's a number of commercial and uh, retail activities in the pipe. Attack will elaborate, or Melp will elaborate a little bit more on that. But we have reached a stage where our infrastructure is now, to a certain extent, much more mature. In some roads, for example, Waterfall Drive, All the construction is now completed on both sides of that, so we will see less construction in that environment. With the amount of residential units currently under construction, you can imagine in the next year another 900 units will be completed with people moving into this area. We've basically become a small economy on, on our own. You know, it feeds itself. When, you know, it doesn't go so well on the retail side, the commercial side as well, or the residential side as well. And there's a number of shops. Obviously, it's not exclusive to the residents of Waterfall. It's open for, for everyone. But the fact that we are able to also set a standard. If you ask me, the most exciting thing is smart city and sustainability initiatives that we have. We believe that through the activities that are currently taking place, we will be able to uh, make a huge difference in the lives of the people living and working in this environment. But I also think that the rest of our city, Johannesburg, because we are very closely linked with Johannesburg, hopefully they will also benefit from this. We have to work with them. We regularly interact with each other. And uh, maybe here and there we can do things that other people also want to do in a better way. I believe that many people expect the worst from Africa and South Africa. And I believe in this case, we want to show the world. There's, there's no reason why we don't have to be a world-class city. And that's what we're striving for. And at least we were able to have won a few prizes in the past as the best mixed-use development in the world. So that... Um, excites me the most, that initiative that we currently have underway. There's ongoing sustainability that you have uh, worked on this year and will continue on with next year. Can you tell us a little more about those plans? Thank you, Sia. We have a, a major waste management and water conservation program underway. 
again attacking ourselves or working very closely together to roll this out. We are already having a waste compost uh, environment here at Waterfall where we use some of the waste, but we want to roll it out now to a much more professional environment where we incorporate the circular economy, you know, all the waste that comes from all the types of environments in which we are operating. We use already a lot of compost in this. We want to reduce the amount of waste that hits Johannesburg City waste dumps. We have a huge recycle strategy. Some of it we are going to use a lot of software and, and other technology. The ultimate game for us is that if a resident can press a button and somebody can come and collect their bins, that could be a first prize for us. Because that means that you can sit, you know, on a as and when time use basis instead of people having to store the waste on site. We can circulate that much quicker, and it's also a much healthier environment for us to operate in. At the moment, we have already 295 kiloliters worth of rainwater harvesting storage within our waterfall pressing. And in some cases, we have a two-day resilience in terms of the water across the, the precinct. And as far as the mall is concerned, there's over 2.2 million liters of stored water that they already have capacity for. And as far as the Lloyd is concerned, it's 270 kiloliters of rainwater um, harvesting that they are already doing. So for us, that is it's something that we are proud of, and we are encouraging everyone to embark on this process. You can imagine with a total of 2,200 hectares that are under our management, together with our partners, we can make a difference um, by focusing on these things. Great to hear. Malt, before we begin, can you tell us more about the attack property portfolio overall? If you look at the attack portfolio, it consists of total assets of 24.5 billion. This is as at the end of June 2020. And then that you can split in four individual investment pillars, or we sometimes use the word key drivers. One is our SA portfolio. That's all of the completed buildings where we have tenants in the buildings. That's about 82% of a portfolio, just over 20 billion. Then it's all the developments in waterfall where Vili and his team plays an, um, a massive role to us as a tech. That's 1.7 billion, so just over 7% um, in gross value. Then we've got an investment into mass. Mass is also listed on the JSE. Um, that's about 8% of our total assets. And then we also co-own with Hyprop um, four sh- shopping centers up in Africa, which is about 2% of our assets. From you and the attack perspective, how did COVID-19 and the lockdown change your initial 2020 plans? So if you look at the impact of COVID, I mean, internally, we refer to the 2020 year. We split the year to the BC world and the ACDC world, and I will explain. So for us, the BC world was the before COVID world. And to some extent, that world has ended the second week of March. And then we were starting to operate in this ACDC world after COVID, during COVID. I think, hopefully, fortunately, we close to the end of the during COVID world. And then the question begs what 2021 looked like for after COVID world. So definitely 2020 calendar year, I would say two different 
environments before COVID, during COVID. For us as a TAC, there was a huge focus in looking after all our stakeholders, not only some specific stakeholders. For instance, Willie has touched on it, the We Care campaign that we did run in um, our communities where we own shopping centers. I think the We Care campaign, we've touched over 8,000 um, beneficiaries by assisting them with food parcels. So I think to summarize, two different worlds, challenging 2020, but as the saying goes, the storm will end and we will survive the storm. That is true. And absolutely, given what you've been working with, with your team, when we specifically look, though, at attacks core stakeholders, what was the effect of COVID-19 on those? So what we've done from a stakeholder viewpoint, core value viewpoint, we've got a number of stakeholders. So if you look at our stakeholders, I'm quickly going to run through the list and then I will go back to them. So it's employees, it's tenants, it's suppliers, it's the lenders institutions and banks providing funding, shareholders, communities, and shopping centers. So if I quickly touch on um, stakeholder by stakeholder employees, we've paid full salaries for the 2020 calendar year. We have not retrenched any staff member. And also a big focus for us was the health and safety of our staff members. And I think Towards the end of 2020 calendar year, and I'm of opinion it's going to be a focus for 2021, it's your emotional wellness of your staff members. Second one, it's tenants. We've got over 900 tenants. So we have put in a tenant relief package. The tenant relief package consists of, let's say, two different ways we've helped the tenants. One was what we refer to as a lease discount i.e. we did not invoice the tenant and then there was a lease um, deferral where we've said to the tenants you can pay at the later stage and that, if you talk rent and cents, that had quite a big financial impact on the TAC 2020 numbers. I think in total the tenant relief was just over 150 million rand, which is quite a big number. I mean, suppliers we followed the same principle as employees, look after their health and safety and pay them as per the invoice. Lenders, we had a number of engagements with our lenders, giving them comfort that, coming back to my previous reference of surviving the storm, giving them comfort that attack will definitely survive the storm. Communities, it talked to the We Care um, program. We are only operating in five communities with, again, Waterfall as our most material community. And then shoppers, Quite an interesting stat on the shoppers. If you look at Mall of Africa, Mall of Africa in the month of April, that was right in the middle of this during COVID phase, their footfall dropped with 80%. And then if you turn the clock forward to July, that minus 80% then improved to minus 40%. And if you look at September, the minus 40 is now minus 16%. So indirectly, we can say that 84% of your previous shoppers are coming back, which is a definitely a positive sign. That's why I'm fairly optimistic about 2021 with regards to the recovery of our shopping centers. Mm-hmm. Malt, can you please explain more about your asset management focus and how it has been practically put into place this year? The asset management focus, we focused on tenants. I sometimes use the the reference to, and I totally oversimplified, keep your tenants happy, keep your shoppers happy. So 
again, there was a big focus coming back to the fundamentals. The fundamentals on shoppers is you have to provide them with experience. If you, for instance, want to go for a coffee, you will go to a coffee shop for a coffee. Another question is why will you go back to the same coffee shop? You will go back to the same coffee shop due to the experience. If it's a positive experience, you will go back. And that positive experience, it's not only the coffee. The positive experience, it's the look and feel of a coffee shop. It is the parking. It is the service. It is the price. So, And all of that sits in this, keep your tenants and keep your shoppers happy. So I think for us, it was a big focus going back to fundamentals, making sure that we are creating that positive experience for all shoppers and tenants. Got you. And having waterfall, waterfall is one of attack's key drivers. So looking specifically at 2020, can you highlight some of the things that have been done this year? Again, I'm going to split it in the BC world and the ACDC world. Before COVID, I'm going to use the word blessed. I think we are extremely blessed that we've completed the Deloitte's building prior to the implementation of a lockdown period or prior going into the, the during COVID world. So Deloitte's is a state of the art, definitely one of the dual buildings in our portfolio. So we've completed that building in Feb of 2020. And then since then, we've completed a number of smaller buildings. Also during the lockdown period, we had to cease with construction work and that Construction work, which we could not continue with, was not a challenge because it's a similar process that you're entering with your December builders holiday. I think the only difference here, it was an extended period. So it's not your normal three weeks. It was five, six or seven weeks, but it's not a new concept for us. The fact that you were not able to, to continue with construction work. Again, we are busy with a number of sites. We are busy with the Ellipse, which is our first inner city residential. We are busy with a courtyard hotel. The courtyard hotel we're going to hand over to City Lodge in February next year. And then they will open the hotel in May next year. And we are also busy with some smaller offices. You know, I think as individuals, we have New Year's resolutions, but companies like Attack don't just have that. They have strategic updates. <laughs> so what are Attack's strategic updates for developments at Waterfall next year? Good question. The strategic update is continue with what we are busy with. And what we are busy with is building, developing. We sometimes use the word a smart city, or you can say a sustainable city. That's definitely what we are busy with. Also, then, how do we implement the strategy? What we have said, let's move a focus a bit more to residential, because there's definitely demand for good quality residential at a certain price. And then offices, we will do on the back of tenants. So we will definitely not do spec offices. If we do have a signed lease, we will then develop for offices. And Vili, throwing that question to you, what are your strategic updates from a waterfall perspective that you're looking forward to next year? I would say one of the things that I've mentioned earlier is to roll out our strategic smart city and sustainability programs to, you know, and I agree with Melt that we must basically stick to what we are doing well and what we've done in the past prior to covid we can't do exactly the same because COVID has changed our environment, but we will focus on making the, the current things that we have in place, like our security, our infrastructure, our landscaping, 
and the operations much more slick than what it currently is. It, uh, a time like this provides us maybe the opportunity to um, consolidate processes where we grew in some cases very fast, you know, with master plan. Because right at the beginning, we did do a road master plan, for example. And in some cases, we anticipated that we will grow a little bit slower. So some of the bridges that are planned have not been built yet. And we hope that in the new year, the possibility of the construction of the K60, which is the road from Panabail between, you know, behind one of our estates across the N1 with a large bridge, will commence somewhere in the new year. And uh, if we can get that going, it will be a major improvement for not only the waterfall environment, but for Johannesburg as well as the Gauteng environment, because it does make it possible then to travel to the Oartambo airport uh, much easier. But it also opens up many other routes for people that are currently very congested. So, And then the last thing is to focus on our technology improvement. We believe that ultimately... No city can function without proper technology at various levels. Internet of Things, the web infrastructure, the communications infrastructure, as well as our buildings management systems and environmental management systems. So all of that, we're focusing on on building out because that will help us in the future by measuring and managing the place much better than it would otherwise be possible. Right. Vili, what would you have to say to the attacks of the world and all of your various stakeholders, just in looking at what has been done this year, despite it all? Anything in particular that you'd like to say to them? Well, as far as the DAC is concerned, you know, from our side, we are so thankful that they are um, just doing what they are doing. I think nobody could have asked for a better partner in these circumstances. And I think all of us need to know that it's not the time to panic. It's the time to consolidate, survive, and grow. Um, learn the lessons from the past and work together in uh, ensuring that we do things better. And maybe if we do get something like this in the future, that we are better prepared for it. That's Change is the only certainty that we, we know about. So uh, we must plan for uncertainty, actually. And I think we all, so far, come relatively good or you know, well out of it. But uh, maybe it's too soon to declare victory on that. We still may learn a few lessons. And then finally, to both of you gentlemen, what is the final word that you'd like to leave our listener with? I think Willie used the word focus. And I'm of opinion that's one of the lessons learned out of 2020. You must focus on what you can control and influence. Lesson one. Lesson two is us as humans don't like uncertainty. I've got a saying that uncertainty creates anxiety and that's why I'm saying as soon as we can get certainty back into the system then hopefully positive energy will also go get back into the system and that's definitely something we need as SA it's positive energy yes the positive energy we decided that there's no point in sitting and waiting we are going ahead we've got plans to improve the environment uh, even more than what we currently have and we are going to spend more money because that creates a positive environment creates jobs it ensures our future that's uh, you know we're going nowhere we are focusing on what we are doing great way to wrap it up Vili Malt thank you very much for your time you are welcome thank you 
Thanks for listening to Season 2's final episode of the Waterfall Podcast. As always, it's been incredible to bring you the amazing stories, updates, news, and highlights from Waterfall. I hope you've enjoyed listening as much as myself and the team have enjoyed creating it. As always, you can listen to all the episodes of Season 2 as well as Season 1 on the Go Waterfall app. That's if you live or work in Waterfall. For everyone else, all episodes will be made available a month later on cliffcentral.com, the Cliff Central app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more.